Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, Stephen Zeman, and I want to welcome you to episode 12. Thank you for uh, sticking with me for these 12 weeks so far. If you are a uh, new listener, I want to welcome you aboard. Hope you enjoy what I am putting out there. And if you are a old listener, I want to thank you for sticking with me. I hope that uh, you tell all your friends, tell everybody you know to uh, listen to this podcast, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. I hope that uh, this podcast can eventually reach all the creatures of the night throughout this great nation and around the world because uh, much like The Undertaker's legacy, it reaches all the corners of the globe and hopefully this podcast can do so uh, in the future. Uh, now, uh, just a little bit of podcast news before we get into Tales from the Grave. Uh, late last week, I started up uh, my new YouTube channel. You can find it at uh, Collecting Dead Man by searching in YouTube. I uh, also have linked it in my link tree. I will put the uh, channel uh, link also in this episode description. So, uh, yeah, that would be the place I put all my toy hunts, uh, unboxings, toy reviews. Uh, If I get anything in the mail, I will upload a quick little uh, mail unboxing as well, uh, just to give you guys some more content for this podcast. So if you would, uh, I would really appreciate it if you go to uh, YouTube, search Collecting Dead Man, and subscribe to my channel. new YouTube channel. Also, um, there was a poll put up there on my Twitter last week asking if you guys would be interested in a bonus pod episode of me watching a Undertaker pay-per-view match and doing sort of a watch-along feature. Uh, It was an overwhelming yes, so there will be another poll up there uh, deciding which match you would like to hear me do a watch along of. Now, um, if this first one is successful and you guys really like what I uh, I do with the watch along and everything, I would love to do more of it. I would love to have guests on here and maybe we watch a pay-per-view match together and give little insights if we like the match or we don't like the match. And uh, yeah, so since it'd be my first one, the poll will consist of special firsts of The Undertaker. Um, I will give you an option of his first streak match against Jimmy Snuka at WrestleMania 7, his first championship title victory at Survivor Series 1991 against Hulk Hogan, his first tag team title victory uh, when he teamed up with Stone Cold Steve Austin at Fully Loaded 1998 to take on Kane and Mankind, and his first Hell in the Cell at In Your House Bad Blood 1997 versus Shawn Michaels with the debut of Kane. Um, Those would be the four choices. If you guys have any other options, I would appreciate commenting on my Twitter to give your options as well. The only criteria is that it must be an Undertaker match and it must be available to watch somewhere either on Peacock or online. But yeah, just a little bit of podcast news. I'm excited for the new YouTube channel. I hope you guys are as well. There'll be a lot of content coming up there, a lot of toy hunts, uh, a lot of unboxings, a lot of figure reviews and stuff like that. 
And I'm also excited for this watch along bonus pod. I hope it's something you guys really enjoy. And um, hopefully there's more of that to come in the future if you guys really like that. So uh, that's all I have for new podcast news. You know, pick up some merchandise if you guys get a chance. Support this podcast. I appreciate you guys listening to it. And now we get into Tales from the Grave. And in Tales from the Grave, I talk about my favorite Undertaker memory, a favorite figure hunting memory, and any new Undertaker or figure news that has happened in the past week. Now, today in my favorite Undertaker memory, I want to talk about um, making friends in school because of The Undertaker. Now, when I first started watching The Undertaker and becoming more of a fan You know, it's the heyday of the Attitude Era, so of course it's cool to be a wrestling fan. It's cool to talk wrestling, you know, Stone Cold, DX, all these type of characters on the TV. It really resonated, you know, with the 90s kids. But of course, when I became a fan, I was in like kindergarten, going into first grade. You know, I was like six, seven years old. I um, I remember bringing an Undertaker Bendum to I, uh, one of my classes. I think it was for show and tell or something. And I was talking about uh, Undertaker and how how it's how I was talking about wrestling and how cool I thought it was. And I remember one of the uh, one of the boys who was in my class came up to me and he says. I can't believe you like The Undertaker too. Can you do this? And he rolled his eyes back in front of me. And I said, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever because this this boy became one of my best friends in school. Uh, and we had this mutual friendship, you know, just based on me bringing uh, an Undertaker figure to class and me talking about it. And you know, I, I never got any. F- uh, Never got any weird looks from kids in class. You know, a lot of kids were wrestling fans. Uh, As the years progressed, I would, you know, we would talk about WrestleManias and uh, Raw and SmackDown and all these kind of, like, results that would happen, you know, the day before on the playground at recess. And, you know, it's just something that I had, I shared bonds with, with kids in school. And that even progressed to high school because a lot of my friends from grade school went to high school with me and uh, it progressed to college too because in college there was no uniform um, so I could wear wrestling shirts. I can you know put wrestling stuff on my uh, laptop and stuff like that and people saw that and I made more friendships in college because of that as well because we bonded over our uh, mutual love of wrestling. I found people who were fellow Undertaker fans, people who were fans of John Cena, The Rock, Stone Cold, everybody. And you know, we just we developed these. I developed these strong friendships with these people. We talked about wrestling. I um, I even did a speech one time in communications class about the effects of wrestling and uh, how it helps people 
you know, uh, get out of the comfort zone and make new friends as it has something that bonds people together instead of, uh, you know, instead of bringing people apart, like politics, for some, for, uh, for instance, because, you know, people have very set ideas in the politics, but it seems like when it comes to wrestling or sports of any type of that nature, you know, people seem to overlook the differences and, you know, begin friendships based on sports. And I really, you know, talked about wrestling, you know, and uh, brought it all back to that kid in my kindergarten, first grade class. You know, just me bringing an Undertaker figure and him coming up to me and telling me how much he loved Undertaker as well. And he rolled his eyes back in front of me and, you know, just stuff like that is like that really is a wonderful memory I always think about because I made I made lasting friendships with people that lasted all through uh, many years of schooling and even to this day I, I have uh, I talk to friends from school and you know we just sometimes just talk about what's going on in life and you know we talk about what we like to do in our spare time and our hobbies and everything and wrestling still comes up and it still comes up because I built these friendships with people and then you talk you, it's an icebreaker after you after you talk about wrestling you know you get to know these people more you get to talk about what else you like to do what else interests you and you find a lot of common ground and I will always remember the the figure I brought to um, show I believe it was show and tell um, was the Just Toys Bendems uh, Series 6 Undertaker. The second uh, Undertaker figure, the one with like the pale skin. Uh, it's the one with the card on the back with him and his, with him rolling his eyes back and everything. And I remember that because the, uh, I brought the figure with me and the boy who showed me that he can roll his eyes back had the trading card. So that showed that he had the same figure I did, but he brought the he had the trading card with him, and he showed me can you do can can you believe I can do this? And he showed me the trading card with the Undertaker's eyes rolled back, and he rolled his eyes back in front of me, and I will always remember that memory, and I always remember that figure, because of that, and it's just something you know I, I'm sure a lot of my listeners have made lasting friendships because of wrestling. I'm sure a lot of my uh, listeners have made friendships because of wrestling at young ages as well. And it's just cool to think, you know, I'm six, seven years old going to a Catholic uh, grade school. And I'm talking about this big uh, tattooed guy who is like portrayed as almost this cult leader, totally like demonic and with this uh, devilish goatee and in the middle of all that I'm making tons of friends because of it and you know you just can't write the irony enough and I think it's super cool to think about it's even to this day 20 something years later I still remember that memory like it was yesterday and um, it's just I know I'm not alone in, in uh, finding friendships because of it, but just another piece of why Undertaker is my favorite wrestler.
he has he has built lasting friendships and he has uh, just made these memorable moments in my life because of him and that is you know just something building off from last week's memory about my first house show and live events and up with watching uh, WWF just bringing it back to like first memories you know um, meeting new people and making new friends and who would have thought The Undertaker was the catalyst to to building those bridges and everything else from it and um, so to talk about like the figure history of this era I'm just gonna focus on the Bendums because the Bendum Undertaker is the one that started it all in that um, friendship building uh, you know I the I would get the uh, the purple series 2 Bendum uh, later on in my collection when I was older but uh, because by the time I started collecting that one was already gone and the series 6 was the one that was available but uh, eventually a year or so later the Ministry of Darkness Bendum was released and uh, that is a rare one nowadays because it's a an older series one that was released later on in the line and uh, it's one of my favorite uh, Bendums I, I love that they gave him the Wrestlemania 15 gear uh, boss man is also in that set so you can also you can recreate the Wrestlemania match with them um, but there are tons of little micro Bendum sets uh, at Undertaker's in there are tons of rings and play sets that he's in um, like I was talking with uh, Kane and I 10 on our uh, special interview episode we were talking about Bendums and just so much that they produced of the Bendums and they put Undertaker in and for him uh, he collects only Kane they put Kane in so many and they just mixed and matched that sometimes you don't even know um, how many variants there are out there because they picked and chose different figures to put in with different sets and it makes the collecting fun when you find something you didn't know existed but also gives it sort of a headache when you have to think about okay uh, I have this with different figures but the Undertaker's in both do I need to buy it again you know it creates kind of a headache sometimes but you know it's all in fun and so it makes collecting fun and that's why Bendoms always holds a special place in my heart because not only is it are they fun figures to collect I remember collecting them as a kid and the Bendoms is the one that that uh, brought that one boy up to me in kindergarten or first grade whatever it was and he's he brought him up to me and he's rolled his eyes back in front of me and a lasting friendship was made and I will always remember that so um, always something to think back on and I hope my listeners think back on their memories as well making friends because of wrestling or a specific wrestler because it's definitely something that makes you smile and um, my favorite figure hunting memory is just going to toy stores in general after school you know whether it be my mom or my dad picking me up after school um, usually one or two days a week we would go to KB in the mall or Toys R Us Target or something you know 
on the way home, you know, with errands. Um, you know, on weekends, it would be with my grandma and my mom or my dad. Um, my parents would sometimes together would pick me up uh, if my dad had off or if my mom had off or something like that. You know, just some good family time, you know, just going figure hunting together. Um, I think in the first one or two episodes of this podcast, I told the story about my grandma and my mom going into the mall and my mom telling her not to buy more than two figures for me. And I come out with like three bags full of wrestling figures because my grandmother could never resist buying stuff for me. And which my grandmother proceeded to yell at my mom in French with people looking on. You know, another good memory to think of. You know, not good for my mom to think of. But it's, you know, when you're a seven-year-old kid with bags of toys that your grandmother just bought you. It's a good memory to think of. And uh, so whether it was with my parents or just doing errands with one of my parents during uh, after school or with my parents and grandmother in the weekend, just these sporadic figure hunts in toy stores. Just good memories to think of, something I did with my dad up until he passed away. Uh, he always enjoyed figure hunting with me. And uh, it's something I continue to do with my mom to this day. And it's just fun. It's just to, uh, something to give me good memories to think about, especially to uh, think about with the people who are no longer here with me. It keeps the memories alive, and it creates new ones each and every day as well. So um, from that, and. Uh, the uh, action figure news of the week is that um, there is, was new AEW reveals at the Fan Fest over the weekend. Uh, I am not an AEW collector, but I know maybe some of my listeners are. Uh, there was a lot of new figures um, that was released that is going to be coming out in the next couple months to a year. Um, so if you guys are interested, in checking that out, I'm sure a lot of news figure news sites have covered what they have unveiled. Um, you know, Jeremy Padawa and Jazzwares, the uh, he's the guy that did the Jax figures, the Jax Classic Superstars, the Ruthless Aggressions. Those are some of my favorite figures, and I'm sure he knocks he knocks it out of the park each and every time with these AEW ones. So. Um, I'm sure that for those collectors out there that collect that, uh, I'm sure they're excited, as excited as I would be if a new Undertaker figure was coming out. So um, check those out if you are uh, interested in collecting AEW figures. Uh, Undertaker uh, items were added to WWE Shop over the weekend. Uh, WWE Shop released a new uh, summer collection. So they have a Undertaker variety sleeve pack for uh, soda cans, beer bottles, and beer cans. So you get like beer koozies, bottle koozies, and can koozies, which is really cool. They released an Undertaker uh, stainless steel tumbler, and Undertaker sunglasses, and Undertaker beach towel. Um, prices range between 13 to uh, $30 uh, 
they all are labeled under the Phenom Never Dies logo. So it's like his uh, 30-year anniversary uh, stuff like that. But I thought that was really cool to uh, discover this weekend. Uh, WWE Shop unveiled a new summer collection. And of course, Undertaker is a part of it. So that's always good to see him getting new merchandise on WWE Shop. And the only Undertaker news is that uh, last couple days, uh, Undertaker uh, praised the performance of Bad Bunny at this year's WrestleMania. Uh, Bad Bunny gave an interview uh, the other day with uh, Jay-Z and LeBron James, I believe. And they asked him how the wrestling was and if they asked him if it was real. And he said it was 100% real, that he loved doing it. Um just the bumps he was taking he said he couldn't imagine these people doing it for 20 30 years and it showed how much that he continues to respect the legends that are in the business and just uh he praised uh the performance and the longevity of the undertaker he praised his legend and how much he looks up to him so that caught undertaker's attention and undertaker said that uh, Bad Bunny made him proud and the whole wrestling world proud by his performance. And I agree. Uh, that was one of my favorite matches from WrestleMania. I really loved that uh, he put the time and effort to actually put on an, a match and not a sort of like a standard celebrity spectacle. Uh, it felt like an actual wrestling match. He was there for the build-up. It was like one... A really good build-up for a WrestleMania match, and I'm glad they went that route. Um, but it's always nice hearing Undertaker give praise to people that really deserve it, and uh, Bad Bunny deserved it. And it's always good to see Undertaker, uh, you know, giving out his words of wisdom and you know just his praise every now and then. And uh, so that wraps up Tales from the Grave for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed my uh, favorite Undertaker memory and figure hunting memories for this week. Um, but we, now we move on to Digging Up Dead Man, where I talk about my weekly purchases. Welcome to Weekly Purchases. Of course, in weekly purchases, I talk about what came through the mail, either by way of eBay, Macari, or other websites, or what I have found in the stores. And this week is a light week for weekly purchases. Only one thing has made it through the mail due to the uh, holiday weekend, and that was a Microaggression Series 9 3-pack. Um, the 3-pack includes Rey Mysterio, MVP, and The Undertaker with bonus shopping cart accessory. This was uh, found on eBay. Got it for a pretty great deal. It is the uh, first microaggression pack I am adding to my collection. Uh, sometimes you just can't find it in good condition or you know the uh, prices are too high for some reason. I don't know why they would be high and these relatively small figures I can't imagine people really clamoring for them but uh, I've always liked these I liked these uh, when I was collecting about 10 years ago um, like I said I think I said many times on the podcast I am a sucker for minifigures 
I'm a sucker for uh, oddball things and these microaggressions it reminds me so much like the um, the 90s Jacks uh, minifigure sets and of course I'm glad Jacks brought these back in like the mid 2000s but I know there's like a ton of these packs with Undertaker so it was cool to find one at uh, reasonably priced uh, it came in okay condition you know the picture was better you know usually like how it always is but uh, you know sometimes just can't complain about a 15 year old item but yeah it's a triple pack uh, minifigures and a feature accessory it is a shopping cart with crashing action and like I said it's Rey Mysterio MVP and The Undertaker uh, they're promoting the set on the back uh, and also the microaggression crash and blast playset. I remember having that. Uh, this stuff reminds me so much like the um, the brawl for all sets. I don't know if I talked about them yet on the pod, but uh, those are those ones with those like little hunched over uh, ver muscular versions of the wrestlers. Uh, I used to love the um, buried alive one and the uh, the one that came with the hearse. I think it was like the boiler room or something, but yeah. Um, that's what this stuff reminds me of, and I love mini, I love mini sets and mini figures, so uh, that added to my collection this week. So uh, due to the holiday weekend, a lot of stuff, you know, didn't come its way through the mail, but uh, nothing new in the stores uh, for Undertaker or anything that I'm looking for. So uh, we wrap up. Uh, Weekly purchases early with just one item, but it's a cool item, it's something my collection needed, and uh, hopefully it makes you guys out there itchy to buy something for your collections as well, because I know when I hear people talking about their weekly purchases, it gets me itchy to buy something as well. Even though sometimes my wallet says I shouldn't, sometimes you just have to treat yourself. And from there, we go on to Taker's Mark. Taker's Mark. Now, Taker's Mark is the part of the show where I talk about my favorite Undertaker match and a favorite Undertaker figure depicting that match. Now, as I said last week on the uh, podcast, we started Hell in the Cell Month, where I'll be talking about my four favorite. Undertaker Hell in the Cell matches over a four-week span. Last week was Undertaker versus CM Punk at Hell in the Cell 2009. That is when Undertaker uh, began his last championship reign. And now um, this week I will be talking about Undertaker versus Randy Orton Armageddon 2005. Now the reason why I chose this match is because this was the culmination of such a great feud for not only The Undertaker but for Randy Orton as well. Um, Undertaker's streak had become 13-0 at WrestleMania. It is a WrestleMania match that a lot of people, they, they started taking notice of the streak. Um, this would be like the first time they noticed he was undefeated after uh, the Ric Flair one when he did the 10-0 on his fingers. It is one of the uh, first streak matches that people actually start thinking that 
maybe that Undertaker could be in danger because beforehand he had Kane, he had Big Show A-Train, he had um, Ric Flair, Triple H, and all the other people beforehand. Um, but Randy Orton, he made it a mission to saying that he was going to break the streak at WrestleMania. Uh, Undertaker prevailed. So, of course, then that started the, the feud to go on. It went on to SummerSlam, where Randy Orton tied up the score to 1-1 one and one after his father had interfered in the match. Uh, at No Mercy, the Ortons defeated The Undertaker in a casket match and then pulled a cane and set the casket on fire. And then at the Survivor Series, Undertaker made his return, busting his way out of a burning casket. And you can tell how personal this feud was. It was going on for almost nine months. Because even though they weren't all fighting at every pay-per-view, they were fighting at major pay-per-views. They had WrestleMania, they had SummerSlam, they had the No Mercy, which was a SmackDown pay-per-view, and then they had Armageddon to finish it off. And of course, there's no better way to finish off a feud than Hell in a Cell. And I'll always remember the uh, segments where Undertaker was tormenting Orton, where he would see him in the, the mirror and he wasn't there, where Cowboy Bob would be bleeding, where he almost possessed uh, Josh Matthews, and he was uh, this voice over in the arena having Orton like go in all these uh, dead ends in the crowd. And this stuff is just... You can tell how powerful anything Undertaker does with mind games and uh, segments. It always makes the match feel special. And this match was no different. I, I love that Undertaker got revenge not only on Orton but also his father. Uh, they had the, the urn make an appearance. Uh, Undertaker made sure to give a tombstone to Cowboy Bob, so that gets him out of the feud. He uh, finishes off Randy Orton with the tombstone uh, so that there's no turning back. There's no questions. Uh, he's, he was defeated with the, the best Undertaker brought. And, of course, there's that powerful ending image with the Undertaker climbing the Hell in the Cell with the urn and just towering over uh, Randy and his dad as they're escorted out of the arena and just like the light is shining on Undertaker and it's almost like he's on top of the world here. He's overseeing the entire WWE Universe. It's like it's his yard, it's his kingdom to, over to oversee and of course, uh, from here it leads him uh, uh, at the Royal Rumble attacking Kurt Angle, setting up their uh, uh, championship match at No Way Out, which should have been at WrestleMania. And of course, you know, it just leads on to that. So I always enjoyed this Randy Orton match. It uh, is definitely one of my favorite Hell in the Cell matches. I love when Hell in the Cells ended feuds. Uh, I wish they would uh, reserve that nowadays for feud endings, but I think it's somewhat overused in the pay-per-view now. But uh, it's always good when Undertaker gets the win 
in the feud or the rivalry. And he definitely got it here. Uh, the scores actually was tied up two and two. But uh, Undertaker won the first and last, and Orton won the two middle matches. But uh, with the way Undertaker ends the rivalry, it's more than certain Undertaker wins the feud here. And uh, it disposes of Cowboy Bob Orton. It disposes of Randy from Undertaker's site. And Undertaker and Orton both move on from this. And Orton moves on to be, you know... Uh, the legend, uh, more uh, legend killer, uh, he turns into the Viper and raided RKO soon after. So uh, Orton definitely made it out of here uh, a better superstar having this rivalry with The Undertaker, which many other superstars have as well. Edge, Batista, CM Punk, uh, so many other young superstars um, made their careers better after having a uh, a rivalry with the undertaker and um i love that undertaker always you know thinking about the business setting up to create new stars and that's what you do here as i've said it before you don't have to beat the undertaker to become a new star you just have to hang with the undertaker and you become a new star and it's happened and you know people have matches with him and they just the character explodes and becomes so popular because Undertaker was there to help the character progress and they helps the character show that not only are they a threat to other superstars but they're a threat to the Undertaker because you know it brings out Undertaker's best and it creates lasting moments and memories in these types of matches and that's what Undertaker did here with Randy. Not only at WrestleMania, but through this whole entire feud. And we'll see that again when he does it with Batista, when he does it with Edge, Punk, and so many other superstars that I could just I can make a whole podcast episode of the superstars Undertaker made better because of being in a feud with them. So, um, funny enough, Mattel has not yet made an Undertaker from this era. They have not made a basic or an elite. This is Undertaker when he debuted the uh, tights with the skull on his on his tights. So he's he moved away from the leather pants and now into the uh, the singlet and tights era. Uh, this 2005 to 2009, Mattel never really has touched. They've touched from like 2010 on. And uh, 1999 to 2005. So there's like the missing 98, 97, 98, and the missing 05 to 09 for some reason. So um, I couldn't choose a Mattel, so I chose the next best thing. I chose Jack's Hell in the Cell playset with the bonus Undertaker and Randy Orton figures. This Jack's Cell playset was based on this match. You get Armageddon. Uh, stickers for your ring and you get Undertaker and Randy Orton in their Hell in the Cell gear and I thought that that's the perfect one to choose for the best figure representing this match because it's an actual figure that represents this match. Randy Orton gets an ups updated head scan and Undertaker gets the I think it's the first time they use the Undertaker with the tongue out head scan. They would also reuse that in a, a Ring Rage series 
but I believe this is the first time it's used here and it comes with Undertaker in his Armageddon attire um, hopefully I can add I've had that in the past when I collected when I used to open up my stuff and um, when I used to like play with my figures like back in 2006 I have not seen it a lot online hopefully one day I can either get the figure sealed in the baggies or hopefully find the playset at a good price um, but it is and it's definitely one of my favorite uh, play sets to think about because uh, it brings good memories and you know it's something I found at a Toys R Us with my dad one day on a toy hunt so anything that reminds me of fun toy hunts uh, it's definitely something that leaves a, a lasting memory or an impression on me uh, but that is the match if you have that match available to watch I re highly recommend re-watching it if you guys have the Hell in the Cell playset, please send me photos. I'd love to see it. Uh, uh, you can uh, send it to me uh, on Instagram at Collecting Dead Man or Twitter at Collect Up Dead. I would love to see your Jack's Hell in the Cell playset from this. Uh, but that is the uh, favorite Undertaker match and figure for this week. Uh, next week we will continue with Hell in the Cell uh, month. And I'm sure you guys would like the match I'm picking for next week and uh, but until then you guys will have to wait because now we go on to Buried Alive oh, yes. Buried Alive is the weekly segment where we take just a weird or odd Undertaker item we talk about it we say what were they thinking when they were creating this and we toss it to the ash heap of collecting history. Well eventually it probably will end up in my collection. Now this week we are talking about the 1997-1998 uh, Caesar WWF Halloween rubber mask of The Undertaker. Now um, Undertaker is very Halloween oriented. Yeah, they have been making Undertaker costumes and masks since the mid-90s. Um, Caesar has had many different variations of the Undertaker mask, as I noticed when I was researching this. I believe I actually had one when I was a kid. I believe I used one of these masks when I, in one of my outfits. I used the one that I am not talking about today. The one I am talking about today is I believe one of the first uh, variations of the mask. It is a rubber Undertaker face mask and the hair looks to be actual hair on the mask. Now the one I used was the one that had like the hair molded into the mask so that when you put the mask on you know it's not like real hair coming out it's like molded hair that they painted onto it. But um, I know what they were going for here. It's just the way that it's executed looks horrible. The hair doesn't look long enough to be the Undertaker. Um, they also gave him like a receding hairline at the top so you don't have enough hair at the top to like drape over. Um, it looks like the hair can become matted very easily. 
it's way too curly and it just gives the impression that it just would look bad and unfortunately it does it looks really bad as a Halloween mask uh, the face looks like the Undertaker I mean it's got they got teardrop on his cheek it's got the full mustache beard it's got his eye makeup around his eyes and on his uh, forehead but what really puts off the mask for me is the hair it looks really bad I really don't know what else to say this I uh, I definitely recommend you guys looking up uh, the Undertaker WWF Caesar mask and just see for yourself about how bad the hair looks on this um, especially during this time in Undertaker's career he did not have curly hair so the hair is way too curly for this era of Undertaker the extended forehead and just the way that it looks too short and it just looks too costumey or cartoony and probably this mask was like 40 50 bucks at the time I would think uh, so you would expect it to be you know little better quality I I know I had the child's mask uh, with the molded hair and I think that was like maybe 15 20 bucks so I'm guessing the uh, adult one would be way more expensive. But yeah, when I was searching, you know, Undertaker uh, items, Undertaker Halloween items, you know, I had to stop. I had to say this is definitely going to be talked about this week on the podcast. And um, yeah, there's nothing really more to say about it. Um, it just looks bad. The hair puts it off for me. I don't know what they were thinking. I know they tried, especially at the time period, they tried. It just, it looks more like Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart hair than Undertaker hair, as I can, as I can describe it to you, my listeners. If you can imagine curly Bret Hart hair or curly Shawn Michaels hair, imagine that attached to an Undertaker face mask, rubber face mask. It looks nothing like the Undertaker's hair. And they attached it too high up. Well, this gets tossed to the ash heap of Undertaker collecting. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be adding this to my collection one day. I don't think so. Uh, but I have I have bought crazier items. So uh, we shall see if this ever does enter my collection. I will definitely post photos and you can all point out in the comments of how you probably thought that... Um, that it would end up in my collection one day. But as of right now, it is not. And I ha really have uh, no um, intention of buying it in the near future. But that is it for this week. Um, thank you, fellow creatures of the night, for listening to this podcast. Please uh, give us a a review five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast please continue to subscribe send um, send the podcast link to all your friends and family have them listen as well spread the uh, podcast throughout the world and have it touch every corner of the globe if you want to check out my link tree where I post all my links where I have my merch stores 
and uh, my YouTube channel. Please give that a, a look, a follow, subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, pick up some merch and support this podcast, and give me a follow on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, I'm at Collecting Dead Man, and Twitter, I'm at Collect Up Dead. I thank you again for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to talking with you next week. Episode 13 is next week. You won't want to miss it. Uh, And as we take this crazy journey through Death Valley, I hope you are enjoying the ride. So buckle up. And until next week, my creatures of the night, keep on rolling. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my new Linktree page, where I put all the links to everywhere you can find me. From Instagram and Twitter, to all my merchandise stores, and wherever you can find my podcast. Check out my websites, and continue to support this podcast in any way you can. Until next week, Creatures of the Night.